Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, only about 13 minutes each day, but it's seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word every single day. And that's crucial for the development and the strengthening of our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to turn their lives around spiritually. They need to come to God. They need to start really growing in their faith. Help them by sharing them these studies with them every day, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody start to grow in their faith and come to God and maybe even get to heaven by getting them into God's Word through these studies every day. What a great blessing that will be for them, but also for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study. We're talking about one of those problems of the heart, or as I call them simply put, heart troubles. And we think about what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19. Now, his disciples were kind of criticized by some of the Jewish authorities of the day because they saw them eating food without washing their hands first. And so they had kind of a spiritual implication in the mindset, or that had kind of a spiritual implication in the mindset of the Jewish, Jewish people of that day and that culture of that day. And so Jesus says in verse 19, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. And so we think about, okay, is it something that would be wise to wash your hands before you eat a meal today? Well, sure it would be from a health perspective, you know, but is it a sinful practice to not wash your hands before you eat a meal? Well, of course not. And Jesus was trying to say, look, you're talking about outward things here, but I'm talking about the seed, the seat of evil and wicked actions in a person's life. And he says, that comes from the heart. It, becomes from our, it comes from our mindset, from, from where we are spiritually, morally, what our conscience tells us. He said, that's what defiles a man because that comes out of a person. It takes seed and it grows, it takes seed in the heart and grows into something that becomes wicked and evil. Well, we talked about how Cain slew his brother or murdered his brother, Abel, going way back to the beginning. And why did he do that? Well, the text tells us in Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8, that these two sons of Adam and Eve, and they're the first ones listed in Scripture of Adam and Eve, they obviously grew into adulthood. We could say that Cain became something of a farmer, and Abel kept flocks. It came time to worship God, offer a sacrifice unto him in worship. And so obviously he had instructed these young men as to what he wanted them to offer by way of worship in a sacrifice unto him. 
because the Hebrews writer says in Hebrews 11 and verse 4 that by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Well, because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, then obviously God had instructed them as to what he wanted them to do by way of worshiping him. Abel followed through, obedient to God's instructions. Cain obviously did not. And so the text tells us, again, Genesis 4, 1 through 8, that God accepted Abel's offering, but he disrespected Cain's. He did not accept it. And Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell, the text says. And God, he kind of challenged him, maybe rebuked him, we could even think. Why are you angry? If you do well, you'll be accepted. But if you don't do well, then sin lies at the door. You know, the devil's always after us in one way or another, trying to get us to turn away from God in in one way or another. And so God just warns Cain, "If, if you don't do well, if you don't, if you're not obedient to me, then sin lies at the door. And of course, that would be instigated by the devil. He would tempt Cain and anybody else who enters into sin. The devil's the tempter behind the sin, but we give in to the temptation and we choose to commit the sin. Well, God's instructions to to Cain apparently did not take root in his heart because the text goes on in verse 8 and says that one day he and his brother were out in the field and Cain rose up and slew or killed his brother, murdered him. Why? Why did he murder Abel? Abel didn't do anything to him. It was God who disrespected his sacrifice. Abel simply obeyed what God said to do. Cain did not. But I think we could probably conclude that Cain had become so angry that he allowed murder, uh, that rather that he allowed hatred to generate within his heart, and that hatred led him to ultimately murder Abel, an innocent person an innocent person. Well, the heart, heart troubles then. Evil, wickedness, disobedience, ungodliness. They take seed, or they take seat in the heart. And then as we allow them to develop within our mindset, within our moral thinking, within our conscience, then they ultimately can take action physically in our lives. And that's what happened with Abel, or rather with Cain. He did not control his anger. And anger left uncontrolled can lead to hatred. And hatred uncontrolled can lead to all kinds of violence and even murder. Well, 1 John chapter 3, I want us to look at that. 1 John chapter 3, and there's a text there beginning with verse 10 that I think is very instructive along this line. Here the apostle John wrote, in this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Now what does he mean by that? (laughs) Easily distinguishable, easily identified. It's easy to tell when one is is a follower of God and the other one's a follower of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Now, John is talking specifically, I think, about between Christian brothers and sisters. But certainly it would apply 
in a broader sense to family members, you know, biological family members, and perhaps others as well. Now, he says, so this is the message we have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. Now, there's that term murdered right there. And why did he murder him? Because his work was, because his works were evil and his brother's righteous. You know, a wicked person, an ungodly person, a lot of times they just have a hard time being able to tolerate knowing somebody or seeing somebody who's not living like them. Somebody who's just trying to live a righteous, godly, faithful life, they have a hard time accepting that person, just allowing them to go on like that. And they, they can even become hateful toward that person just because they're the opposite of themselves. Well, apparently that was kind of the way that it developed within Cain's heart against his brother. John goes on and he says, do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. But he who does not love his brother abides in death. Now notice verse 15 here. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So you need to stop and think. You need to be careful about letting anger, hard feelings that are abiding in your heart toward another person ultimately develop into hatred. And maybe the understanding there might be a little farther. If I could kill that person, if I could do away with them, I would. Now, the person might hold back and say, well, I don't want to go to jail, or I don't have the opportunity, or I don't have the ability, but if I could, I would. And it probably along the lines of what Jesus said when it talks about a person lusting after another person to whom they're not married, that they've already committed adultery with that person in their heart. Because if they would, if they could, they would. Well, you see, we need to be careful. Hatred, a two-edged sword, as we said. It can be very harmful toward the person who is hated, but it also eats up the person who harbors that hatred. Now, let's move on. Hatred led Joseph's brothers to plotting his murder and ultimately selling him into slavery. That Joseph's brothers hated him, there can be no question. The basis of their hatred seems to, be, seems to have been favoritism shown Joseph by their father, Jacob, but that did not excuse their hatred toward jo uh, Joseph. He was their brother. The basis of their hatred was, was, you know, maybe something that they should have taken to their father, but it did not give them the excuse to hate their brother. In Genesis chapter 37, verses 1 through 4, when his brothers saw that their father loved him, that is Joseph, more than all his brothers, now that was improper on the part of their, of their father, but that was their father, not their brother. So when they saw that their father loved him, Joseph, more than all his brothers, they hated him. Hated whom? Their father? No, they didn't hate their father. They hated Joseph, their brother, and could not speak peaceably to him. Genesis 37, verses 1 through 4. 
Their hatred was such that they could not speak peaceably to Joseph. They couldn't even talk to him in a in a respectful way, or even you know just a way that that would have been friendly or brotherly. Couldn't speak peaceably to him. And when Jacob, or I'm sorry, when Joseph recounted to his brothers a dream that apparently related to them. They hated him even more for his dreams and his words. And so intense had become their hatred for their brother Joseph. When they perceived an opportunity, they conspired against him to kill him. Verse 18 of Genesis chapter 37. And then thinking better of actually murdering him, his own brothers sold Joseph into slavery to a company of Ishmaelites. Verses 23 through 28. My, my. Anger gone to seed, producing hatred and harboring that hatred, and it ultimately leading to violence. It is a two edged sword and ultimately self destructive, and maybe far more so than toward the person who is the object of the hatred. We'll go a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Help us to steer away from allowing anger to harbor in our heart. Help us to never allow hatred toward another individual to grow within us. Help us, Father, to always look to your love for us. Even though we have been sinful before you, you still love us so much you sent your son to die for us. And Father, help, help us to recognize that as the ultimate example and influence for us to love those around us, even if they're unlovable, and thereby to give you glory. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear a prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.